It's time to take the edge off with The Edge Agency. Pour yourself a glass of wine, kick back and relax while we ask the tough questions and get down to the nitty gritty of being a business owner. Hey everyone, welcome to Take the Edge Off podcast. We are here with Alex Radford and Lindsay Hogan and our guest today is Amberly Devers, owner of Dwellness. Dwellness is a company with a heart of having body, soul, mind, heart, health. Did I say that right? Yeah. Wholeness, wellness, wellness of heart, mind, and body. Yes. And Amberly has built a six-figure business all through social media. Yes. Right? All through social media. Okay. So we started with zero followers. Okay. So that's one of our questions is like, how did you do that? Because there's so (laughs) many people out there trying to do that. Mm -hmm. We could use a lesson, I think, Mm -hmm. in that at the Edge Agency. So tell us just a little bit about how you started the business, like where the heart for it all comes from. Like, take us back to the beginning. Take you back to the beginning. How much time do we have? (laughs) Like, how much time do we have? Depends how much wine we have. (laughs) Extend this as long as we need to. Oh my goodness. Well, I don't want to take you way far back, um, but I will take you back to being a mom of five children. Um, It actually started when I just had four and I sort of reached a breaking point for myself emotionally and mentally. Um, all of my strategies in life, you know, pulling up, what is it? Pulling up your bootstraps, yeah, mm-hmm, um, yeah. grinning and bearing it, faking it till you make it was no longer working. And we had had a series of crisis in our family. Um, and then I recognized, oh my goodness, I like, I'm actually falling apart. And mm-hmm. now I've got to tell people because I was, you know, fine on the, I was fine on the outside for a very long time. And you would look at me and be like, Oh, nothing's wrong with her. And there was in fact a lot wrong with me. And, um, so it kind of took me reaching a breaking point through some significant events, um, five children in four years, et cetera, et cetera. Bless you. Yes. I share the details in lots of other uh, areas, but, um, so I kind of went on a mental and emotional quest, if you will, to See, how do you, when you struggle with anxiety, bedridden with depression, how do you actually show up and be deliberate in your life? Um, It did not happen overnight. Uh, And so um, with that said, I did a lot of emotional work, mental work through various means, and then it was time for the physical. So at that time... I um, did a few things and then I discovered a program called The Faster Way to Fat Loss and I fell in love. Like I love something that tells me what to do mm-hmm. and how to do it and it works, right? right. Yeah. Physical, mental, emotional. So I did this physical program. Before I even actually signed up for it, I found out that there's actually a certification process where you can coach people through it also. And so I said, it's one of two things. It's either too good to be true, or it is the missing piece to the puzzle of fitness and nutrition. So from there, I went on to become certified. I started leading groups of women through this six-week program and then a monthly uh, continuation. But along the way, in doing some branding, doing a branding session with Edge, creating a website, I knew there was more that led me to this physical transformation, right? And my heart and my passion is for freedom for women, heart, mind, and body. 
where you're not questioning your every thought, you're not ruminating over the decisions that you make or um, the mistakes that you make or your past or your future, where you're truly walking in peace because you have the right tools in your toolbox, which I just rephrased mm-hmm. to having the right makeup in your cosmetic bag. There we go. <laughs> you like it? Love it. Um, so anyway, in that process, I created Dwellness because I knew, you know, Faster Way would sort of cover the physical component, yeah. right. but there was some mind and heart work that needed to take place. Started working on that about, gosh, I think it was, what, two years ago, November? Mm-hmm. And yeah. speaking of the six-figure business, you can really only focus on one aspect of growth at a time. And I was focusing on that. And so Dwellness sort of took the back burner um, until quarantine. <laughs> yep. You know, quarantine caused a lot to either sink yeah. or swim. Yeah. And so um, it was during that time when I, and I've had all these passions and dreams of, what I wanted to do with Dwellness, the heart and mind component, I just wasn't sure what that was going to look like. Mm -hmm. So um, in March, I hired a business coach and I said, I know that God is calling me to something to do to get this out there and I don't even know what it is yet. So it's been about April, May, June, July, August, September. Okay, it's been a seven month process. Um, But it's felt like so fast and so slow at the same time. Well, I would start and then like our house would flood. And then I would start and somebody needed stitches and that was like a walk in the park. And then I would start and then we had two emergency surgeries. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. as a mom of now five kids, Mm -hmm. you know, when you look at your day, you have about five or six actual hours Mm -hmm. to be productive, Mm -hmm. whether it be occupation whether it be around your house, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, there's a lot to do in a short amount of time. And so um, I kind of kept buffering, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a life coaching term. (laughs) And I was um, putting it off, Mm -hmm. you know, because I wanted to know the clear path. And truly, day by day, I 100% believe that God has built this program that I'll share with you in just a minute. So, Anyway, go ahead. Amazing. I was just going to say it sounds like the wheel's spinning in my head. The fact that all <laughs> these things were happening when you're trying to launch I this. I was like, spiritual warfare. Like, he does not want this mm-hmm. message out. It really of course, and truly was. You know, his yeah. efforts are futile. We know that. But I thought the same thing. So I started taking, like, the actual steps to create the something I didn't have a name for yet in March, like I right. said. And we had setback after setback. And then... Um, I don't know if it was around August, maybe, maybe it was even September. I was actually reading a book and the book it was talking, um, it's by Jennifer Allwood and she, it's, um, called, I might need tissue cause I'll start crying, but it's, um, fear is not the boss of you. Mm-hmm. And y'all know from one of my slogans when we created mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. that fear is a liar. Mm-hmm. And I know this to be true yet. I still have to show up and fight that battle every day. Yeah. So I read this, um, part in the book. Basically, I'll butcher it, but it basically said to me, if I am not willing to step out into the places that God is calling me, um, when I don't actually know the path, then how am I going to actually encourage and motivate and teach my five children to do the same? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially as it relates to my girls, you know, yeah. mom to girls. Yeah. And I was like, I have to do this right now. Yeah. Like today, yeah. I am doing this. Yeah. And I did. 
And I told them, this is what I'm doing mm-hmm. because I have no idea what it's going to look like. I have no idea the logistics and just all the, everything that it encompasses. I said, but I want you to be able to look back when you're doing a really hard thing that you're scared and you don't know what it's going to look like. I want you to be able to look back and say, but I watched my mom do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. Oh <laughs> so this is like a personal question me for me. <laughs> I know. So for me personally, I think we all experience, you know, different levels of anxiety. And part of what I liked about Deliberate, the program that you are launching, is you were like, I thought you had to be crying all the time to be depressed. And I was like, oh, wow. So interesting. Because a lot of what you were saying you felt, I'm like, I can relate to a lot of this. But when you're talking about that fear part, I feel like there are moments in my life where I'm like on top of the world. I'm strong. Mm -hmm. I'm like peaceful. I'm content. And then, like, life happens, and it, like, kind of pulls you down again. And then you kind of get back to it of being like, okay, I'm confident. I'm happy. I know, like, my place, and I know my purpose and all these things. But it's almost like it waves Mm -hmm. in and out. And I'm like, I know that, like, such that contentment feeling, it just feels so fleeting sometimes. You know what I mean? I 100% know what you mean, and that is why I created Deliberate. Yeah. Because... You have to be 100% aware of how you, that you, choosing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It is a choice. And so when we look at the, de- the, de- definition, <laughs> the definition of deliberate, which I don't actually have in front of me, but it's basically being intentional. Yeah. yeah. And we throw that term around use, yeah. loosely mm-hmm. in culture and in society. Yeah. Oh, I'm so intentional, I'll be yeah. intentional, yeah. whatever. But being deliberate is actually walking in that intention. And mm-hmm. so... I understand exactly what you mean. I found myself doing the same thing. You know, I would have, you know, all the counseling. You mm-hmm. know, I would be mm-hmm. memorizing all the scripture. I was reading all the, mm-hmm. the books that help. Right. Um, but I was like, I need a strategy. Yes. Like, I, yeah. I, I know the why. Okay. I, yeah. I, I understand I need to feel the pain. Yeah. All these yeah. things. But then what? How do I do this on a daily basis yeah. so I can, and, and kind of my slogan for deliberate is so that I can renew my anxious mind and thrive. Mm-hmm. So how do you move from this place of, you know, barely surviving, mm-hmm. fighting so hard every day, mm-hmm. especially when you know mm-hmm. you have anxiety or depression, yeah. into a place of thriving right. in spite of your circumstances? Mm-hmm. So um, that's why I created Deliberate. There is a specific model that you can use in these moments where you do what's called a thought download, Okay. So you take all your thoughts, you just get them out on paper. Um, And I'm a big journaler, I've been doing that for years, but then what do I do with them? Right. And so then you wanna take whatever, you look at all your thoughts and you kinda think, well, which one's sort of there the most right now? Mm -hmm. You can have like 15 of these going, Mm -hmm. okay? So you're gonna pull out a circumstance, right? But your circumstance has to be a neutral fact Mm -hmm. because you may tell me a circumstance you have going on in your life that means nothing to me because I'm not walking in that circumstance, mm-hmm. but you have thoughts associated with that circumstance, right. right? And those thoughts allow it to mean something to you, makes you feel something about the circumstance. That causes you to feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. When we feel a certain way, we act a certain mm-hmm. way, and that leads to results. Right. So what we want to do is we're going to look at that in an unintentional model, kind of what are what are these kind of go-to thoughts that are just so interwoven mm-hmm. in your brain that you're always going to no matter the circumstance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. 
And then we're going to flip that around into an intentional model where you say, okay, when I'm in this circumstance, now, future, whatever, Mm -hmm. this is my old way of thinking. This is my new way of thinking. Mm -hmm. When you have that new thought that serves you well and moves you forward in your life, you're going to feel differently. You're going to act differently. Your results are going to be different. So even if you're like, I don't even believe this thought I'm having, but I choose because deep down, you probably know it's true. You're just like so used to maybe the other thought. Is that That's a very good point. I'm glad you brought that up because um, I've actually done a lot of work in Celebrate Recovery. So Mm -hmm. as a believer, you're correct. It's my, some thoughts, like some pain, some deep wounds that you may have, they're going to take some time to actually be able to believe that new thought, right? right? Mm -hmm. But at least you have it. You have the guardrails, you have the railroad tracks, and because you have the Holy Spirit, you can actually say, Lord, I don't have that strength right now, Mm -hmm. but in your Mm -hmm. power, will you go ahead of me and do that for me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I did want to mention that (laughs) that you had mentioned, um, you know, oh, I didn't even realize some of these things were anxiety or some Mm -hmm. of these things were depression. That's what happened to me. I thought, oh, well, depressed people sit around and like they cry Mm -hmm. and they just like, you know. Can't get up. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or they're Um, like really negative, toxic Mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And I did have some of that not being able to get up, but nobody saw that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought if you're depressed, everybody's going to mm-hmm. see it, right? Mm-hmm. You can't even like keep it. Mm-hmm. You can't even like, what do they call that? Keep your crazy tucked in yeah. or something? Yeah. <laughs> Hide um, your crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and the same is with anxiety. So anxiety looks like being overwhelmed, being stressed, uh, ruminating thoughts in your mind, wondering if you've made people mad all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so many different things take on the form of anxiety. And so when you admit, oh my goodness, that is anxiousness, or oh my goodness, that is depression. And all depression is, is negative thinking over and over, Mm -hmm. okay? So when you take that and you give it a name, then you've already opened the door to freedom because you're no longer Mm -hmm. in denial Mm -hmm. of what you're doing. Right. Oh my gosh. so good. And they show differently in men versus women, doesn't it? Like anxiety or depression. Mm. Well, Do we I can't know? say that I've investigated this. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious. I heard a I heard a rumor, a rumor. So we'll have to oh, interesting. We'll I'll have to like look that up. I know. So it was news to me as well. Huh. I think that I just read some statistics. I don't know if I saw it on Instagram or where, but it was like men show signs of this less than women mm-hmm. and right. maybe just because their brains mm-hmm. I don't know this is not I'm not a psychologist mm-hmm. <laughs> but just that their brains are a little more like they compartmentalize better than we do mm-hmm. you know I've heard once that men's brains are like waffles mm-hmm. and women are like spaghetti mm-hmm. because we're all over the place thinking about all the things and they just put you in a little right. box and mm. so you would think they might be able to manage better yeah I don't know for curiosity, curiosity's sake, I wouldn't. I've, that is something to. That would be something I would look at for like five minutes. But I'm really mostly concerned about women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I live with the least anxious and depressed man I've ever known. Aww. Like this makes me cry a little bit too because I like he has been the backbone of my journey. Like believed in me when I didn't mm-hmm. believe in myself. Saw me as capable when I 
didn't feel capable um, carried me through some of those dark, dark, dark nights. And oh, so, um, <laughs> and it goes to the opposite extreme too, because he like does not care what he says. <laughs> he does not care what anybody thinks about yeah. him. So yeah. uh, he, he helped me walk in some of that strength as well. So Okay. So let me ask you this. For someone who is like Alex, who is just talking about just your everyday, how do you know when it is more than everyday stress? Or is you're, when you're like, is this normal? Am I supposed to feel like this every day? Is am I just working too hard? Is there is just a, a lot of new on my new plate? my plate, mm-hmm. like I'm in mm-hmm. a new season of life. I'm a new mom, and I'm trying to balance work. And there's been times where I'm like, is this? anxiety and depression or is this normal so like the normal what advice would you have even like at when is it too much like when is it like okay something like has to change I need to start saying no more I need to take something off my plate Mm -hmm. or when is it like hold on we do need to like buckle down keep going is there like a like what you were saying pull up your bootstraps I'm sure it's not a one-size-fits-all right answer that is a really good question. Um, and I, A, think that everyone has it within them to answer that question. Right. And everyone knows what their true Limits, breaking maybe. point is. That's a good is. point. Yeah. The flip side of that is because, you know, I'm in the midst of a launch. Have you ever mm-hmm. launched something? It is a, extra high stress yeah. for a short time. Uh huh. And so I, um, I, st- I find myself exhausted, right, at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Um, and I was thinking about this last night because I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so exhausted. Like I feel like when I was like super depressed. But the difference is I'm exhausted because I am like working overtime right. and overdrive right now in something that I'm super passionate and feel purpose in. Right. Okay. So if you can get yeah. to the end of the day, and a lot of times it's really just your thoughts associated with it, mm-hmm. right? Because I could look mm-hmm. at my thoughts around how exhausted I am. Mm-hmm. Well, am I, am I exhausted because I'm thinking of all the ways that I like didn't show up for my kids well that day? Mm-hmm. Like, oh gosh, I couldn't tuck them in. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to read a book. Like, Am I allowing myself to tell me that's why I'm exhausted? Or am I telling myself I'm exhausted because, okay, I wrote like 45 pieces of content. Mm-hmm. I, you know, made this many phone calls. Mm-hmm. I did this carpool. Right. I managed right. this, you know, inv- uh, analysis or whatever, evaluation for like a learning issue. You know, like right. I've actually done a lot today. Mm-hmm. And back in yeah. the day when I was super depressed, like I just got through the day. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. So I don't know that that's makes a good sense. Point. Yeah, that really does. Yeah. That's a great point. One of the other things that like has stuck out in my mind of all the conversations we've had or through social media or whatever was I can't remember if you said it if it was you and I talking or what when exactly I heard this, but it was basically like sometimes your feelings can feel more dramatic when you like haven't eaten that day, you haven't slept. You just, like, physically haven't really taken care of yourself. And I was like, I feel tired all the time. I know, like, I'm getting enough sleep. What's the deal? And I'm like, when I feel like I'm getting nutrients and, like, physically taking care of myself, like, nutrition-wise, I have so much more energy for the day. It, like, really impacts your whole focus going Mm -hmm. forward. Yes, 100%. You have to constantly be evaluating your thoughts around your circumstances. Um, And I will say that until I'm like blue in the face because what you're telling yourself about how you are or are not showing up in the version God created you to be 
is how you're going to feel at the end of the day. Not something right. that's going to be, right. like I said, just normal, like, hey, mm-hmm. it's 9 p.m. I'm yeah. actually tired. Yeah. 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 Um, but what you're referring to are a couple different acronyms I, I look at. One is HEART, like H-E-A-R-T, and another is HALT, H-A-L-T. So with HEART, they're very similar, actually, but HALT gives you, like, that command, okay, I need to pause because I'm either hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, right? I actually woke up that way today because I didn't get as much sleep last night. Um, And so I was very deliberate in how I spoke to my kids this morning, right? I almost like showed up with more like whatever they did. I wasn't actually going to like discipline that this morning or allow it to bother me because I knew I didn't have the bandwidth to respond in the way that Mm -hmm. was appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so the other acronym is HEART, which is also hungry. Um exhausted, angry, resentful, Mm. or tense. And Mm. so that's another one that you can kind of keep in the back burner of, okay, yeah, actually I am feeling tense. Okay, that's going to make me respond a certain way. Or like, I actually am angry at something I'm pretending to not be. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's going to bring out some resentment and Mm -hmm. some other things. Yeah, like a little heart check. Uh Uh-huh, thank you. Yes, a heart check. Yes, okay, Mm -hmm. check. Mm -hmm. I'll use that. I love that. I need to be having these questions more. (laughs) Okay, so I have a question that I've I've been getting your emails. They're wonderful. Oh, thank you. Um, So... I was reading one of your recent emails that you sent. It might have been today. It could have been yesterday. I can't remember. But I read them all. But um, <laughs> that I makes love, the I read them too. too. They're, They're pretty good. long, and I'm like, I'm. You're at the end. You're like, if you're if you're still with me, yeah. Blah blah blah. I'm like, I'm still here. This is a long email. I kept. You, you kept my attention. Well, I knew we could talk about that from a marketing <laughs> standpoint at some point, right? Okay. But I love how one thing, and it really resonated me with you. You talked about cutting things out of your life. So good. And let me just say, so I have a question. I have a story and a question. Okay. I was in a season of my life that was a very, very hard season. It was three years ago. And I kept doing things that were hurting myself, not physically, like emotionally. Mm-hmm. And finally, I said, I can't go to this. I can't go to this. And I started just saying no to things. And I was so scared that people were going to be mad at me. And I didn't, I wasn't saying no out of anger. I was Mm -hmm. saying no, like, I can't do this. And I, my healing from that pain that I had and the anxiety that I had, like, went so much faster, expedited the process. So how do you know when it's time to cut things out? I don't, I think there's people out there that don't even realize you don't have to go to a girl's night. Right. You don't Mm -hmm. have to do this. You don't have, Mm -hmm. like, I loved that Mm -hmm. example. I was like, even reading it now, she said, Amberly, if you did not have the email, Amberly said, you do not have to go to girls' nights if you don't want to. <laughs> I was like, what a concept. I would yeah. love that. <laughs> I mean, I love my girls' time, but at the same time, it was just refreshing to hear yeah. it said. Oh, my goodness. I, how much time do we have on this topic? <laughs> as much as, as, you much as like. we need. Okay, this is a favorite of mine. Yeah, I'm good. actually, like, I'm a pretty organ. Like, I love neatness. I love tidiness. I'm a, um, a daughter of a retired Army colonel. So, like, it was a tight ship. And, like, my parents, like, have things that are labeled. I mean, like, so we are organized people, but I am not as, um, 
good at productivity with my time. It's really interesting. I, like I'm, I'm pretty, kind of the same. Yeah, yeah, I'm a timely person. So my business coach has actually really, really helped me with um, time blocking. But before she did the time blocking, like I said, um, I sent an email since you read it. <laughs> and maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I've planned so much writing and I've written so much. I don't know when what's going out right now, but um, I talk about when I pulled over in the Publix parking lot on McGinnis Ferry. <sighs> this makes me cry. Um, because I had been to my OB, my youngest was four months old, and I was like, and this was when there were four, and I was like, um, I actually can't do this anymore. Like, I can't pretend that my life is together because I'm 100% falling apart. Mm. And I called my family. Like, do you, I, I'm like such a like, I've got it together. Everything's fine. Yes, I don't yeah. need any help. And I had to call See, I'm a four. Parents. I'm like, everything is I'm spiraling. Like, oh, no, not me. Like, you want to help me? Sure, come on over. When people I've say they're enough. fine, I'm like, are you sure? I don't. <laughs> Even when they are fine, I'm like that person that I'm like, uh. I've got enough three in me to yeah, like yeah, to combat through. that. Yeah. Um, so I had to go. I called like my parents. I called my in-laws. I was just like, here's the deal. And I said the words, mm-hmm. I'm severely depressed. And I'm going to need a lot of help. And so I literally went through my calendar. I didn't go to 40th birthday parties of my dear friends. I didn't go to um, baby showers of my dear friends who had literally had years of infertility. Um, I just protected what was obligated at that time Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. used the rest for resting. Mm -hmm. My brain needed it. My heart needed it. It was part of my healing. Um, And so I've actually used that experience for something I will be teaching in deliberate um, at some point in, you know, in in the months to come where you actually take an audit of your life. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like what you said, you know, if you have so many things like, well, this is just once a week. Well, this is just once a month. Well, this is just two times a month. And then you look at your calendar for that week and you're like, oh my gosh, I have like seven extra obligations. Mm -hmm. And depending on what your priorities are, and we will walk through that some too, that's how you decide what has to go. Mm-hmm. And it's right. kind of like what you said with, oh my gosh, but they're going to get mad at me. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> my mentor said to me, and this was extremely like, like, uh, excuse me, but then also like I think about it all the time, like, hey, guess what? You're not actually as important as you think you are. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what? you mean they're not waiting for me? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to be upset if I am not there? Like, who do I think yeah. I am that people are thinking so much about me that I can't say no? Right. True. The and world you, will go on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you do say no and someone is mad at you, you know that you've said no because you are prioritizing something else. Maybe mm-hmm. your, your child or a relationship or a ministry or whatever the case may be and you had to look at what had what was oh, I see. your passion yeah. for that week that mm-hmm. you had so you had to say no for something else mm-hmm. if that causes someone else to be mad then you can be affirmed in the fact that you are actually walking and placing your feet where God is calling them that is exciting <laughs> yeah no that is so good because it's like right now I feel like I'm in the spot where I'm saying no to things, but I don't really know why. So I'm excited to get to this well, piece of and it. And it's like, are they really your true friend looking out for your best interest? If you came to me and was like, Alex, I can't. I can't be at this. I can't help you with this. Whatever. I just am having a day. I'd be like, go. Yeah. Do your day. Because mm-hmm. I get it. So the idea of other people being upset is telling in and of itself. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, 
That is so good. So, well, one you know, I have another little slogan. Oh. This is not, this is like an unpopular yep. opinion, but, and I use this sometimes with my kids, is that um, uh, sometimes when people, when you, you know, share your heart, hey, this is what I've got to do today, and they're like, well, and they are mad at you. You know, you have to look at that and you have to say, um, I'm shooting, I forgot it. <laughs> cut! Cut! <laughs> um, oh, here it is. So, you will be too much for some people, mm-hmm. and you'll be too little for some people. Yeah. And those aren't your people. That. Mm. that is so good. I do like that. Mm-hmm. Aww, that You're is enough good. for me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so day to day, how are you disciplined? Is it the time blocking? Is that is that what helps? The business coach, getting someone else to look at your life. I have a hard time looking at my own mm-hmm. life. I'm like, I don't know, but if someone else told me what to do, I feel like I'd be like, I got this. This is a challenge. You're telling me to do that? Okay, but I don't know. Like, what works? Oh my gosh, stay disciplined. Y'all are like putting me on the spot with this. (laughs) I feel super exposed because here's the deal. I am much better at telling you what you need to do than I I am telling me what I need to do. Right? (laughs) Okay, good. It's not just me. Um, Yeah, (laughs) but I actually am a work in progress in this area, and I can 100% say, oh my goodness, I am so much more further along than I ever was. Mm -hmm. And I am getting so much better at time blocking. Um, I think a lot of what causes the confusion in that area of, you know, how how to manage your time is to know what your priorities are. Mm -hmm. Um, And to know, to have clarity about your plans and have clarity about your passions. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you do, you can say, okay, this is what has to be done and this is what I can't do. And then you can kind of arrange mm-hmm. your, yeah. your blocks that way. One of the things I love about your social media, and probably why I think you've grown a good following, is because you are really vulnerable and authentic. I, I know for me personally, like in a world of business, it's like you better be on time, you better be prepared, you better do everything right, mm-hmm. um, stay up late, get up early. It's like you really need to have it all together. Mm-hmm. So for someone like you who is successful and they're like, oh my gosh, I dropped the ball here. I dropped the ball there. That's what we're all like going through every day and feeling like you can't be vocal about it or someone's going to like point a finger at you or say, oh, look, she dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. When in reality, we're all dropping the ball and some of us are acting like we're not. And some of us are just like, oops, I dropped the ball. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I feel like through your social, you're just very open about whatever you're going through, whatever the struggles are. Mm -hmm. And it's refreshing because most people are trying to, I heard a a saying once that said, people are attracted to, not attracted to perfection, they're attracted to pain. So like when you can say like, oh my gosh, here's what I'm going through today, you wouldn't believe this or whatever, you feel more connected to them because they're being vulnerable than if you're like, oh, you know, I... I got up early, I worked out, I did everything on my to-do list. It's, like, harder for people to relate to that. Mm. Oh, gosh. Well, thank you, first of all. Long-winded compliment. Yeah, (laughs) thank you, first of all. Uh, (laughs) I'm actually thinking about, we had a parent meeting last night, and I was, like, thinking of all the, like, I drop so many balls. Um, Just last week, I had a text come through from my kindergarten. Um, I have five kids in school this year, and it's in a a different type of school. There's a lot of parental involvement. 
Um, not as much this year, but you know, obviously. But uh, so I got this text that said, "Hey, what time do y'all want to? I'm I'm filling out the newsletter to go home tomorrow. What time are you thinking about for the parent meeting next week?" And I literally looked at my phone. I kind of like, oh. and I responded. I was like, "I think it's so hysterical that y'all have me on this text." Like I thought, <laughs> "Oh, that must they just must have been funny." This is like my child's teacher, right? And a friend of mine who's the room mom. And so they, so I like sent it, like, that's so funny that y'all would like think I would have the answer to this. So I sent the text and I was like, oh my gosh, am I hosting this meeting? <laughs> and so I reply back, I'm like, wait, did you have me on this text? Because yes, I am hosting the meeting. Is this when it is? Yeah. As in yeah. like Monday. Um, I was like, oh, okay, now I know. So it's just that and that, you know, five, six years ago would have like done me right. in because yeah. holy moly, you just exposed the fact that I didn't have it together. Right. Yeah, right. And now I'm like walking before you and I'm saying that in a lot of ways, I don't have it together, but in a lot of ways I do yeah. and I'm showing up for, and it can be both and. Yeah. You can both not have some things together mm-hmm. and you haven't gotten those together yet. Yeah. And you can have a lot of other things together. Yeah. Which is all of us having a, a little bit together and a little bit less. And not beating yourself up over it. Yeah. I love that so much. I think we all need to hear that piece. Yes. Me specifically. Yes. Um, I have a question for someone who is very excited about you being on our podcast. And she was asking, this may be more of like a psychiatrist question. I'm not sure. Out uh, of my pay grade. (laughs) If it is, just tell us. Or even if you have any personal experience. Okay. Yeah. She was saying, what about, okay, so she has a counselor who said, this is a lifelong battle. You will always have anxiety. And she, you know, recommended that she be on medication, blah, 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 blah. So she was like, when do you like outgrow the medication and heal to the point you don't need it anymore? Oh, that's a good question. That's actually, I did actually walk through that. Oh, great. Um, So for me, um, when I started making tremendous strides and growth, um, in depression at that time, I got to the point where the side effects of the medication became worse than the actual anxiety and depression for me. Hmm. And being able, that's how, you know, it's, that's how it was for for me. Um, I, like I said, I cannot make a clinical diagnosis, you know? Um, but I think it is also something where you can say, Hey, I think I'm, I think I've gotten to this point and I have evidence of it. Right. Here's the evidence Mm -hmm. that I am responding differently. I'm thinking differently. Like, don't go off your medication if you don't have evidence that you're okay. Like, don't keep lying to yourself. That's what got you there in the first place. But say, so I'm willing to see, and I'm also willing to accept if I'm not ready. Right. Right. You know? Love that. Is Is there one thing about your business over the life of the last few years of you being in business that you're like, this is the number one thing that helped me succeed. If it was like social media, if you were like the moment I started doing stories consistently, it took off or the moment I, you know, branded myself, it took off or got connected with a certain group. It took off. Like, is there one thing that you can be like, and maybe the answer is consistency. I don't know, but what would you kind of attribute that to? Yeah. And you know, I can't say it was just one thing. Right. Um, I definitely think that it is consistency over time and a willingness to take risks Mm 
whether you're going to fail or whether you're going to succeed. Right. Failing forward, so cliche, but so true. Yes. Yes. Okay, so last little tidbit before we kind of wrap up here. What is one thing you want people to know about anxiety or depression? Oh my gosh. Or one takeaway. Oh my gosh. Um, I think what I would want people to know is that um, you're never too far gone. You're mm-hmm. never um, out of hope. Mm-hmm. And that it truly is possible to thrive in spite of your circumstances. I love that. Me too. Now that we're all tearing up over here. I'm like, I I have so many people I want to send this to. Of course, we'll launch it. But there's so many specific people that come to mind. And it just takes time. "Mm -hmm." You know, don't give up on yourself. Right. Don't think you have to get. Be gentle with yourself. Yes. Don't think you have to believe that today. Right. But at least be willing to wake up and believe it today. Be willing to wake up and believe it tomorrow. Yeah. And the next day and moment by moment. I love that. Thank you so much. That was so good. Yes. I loved it. Thank you. That was... Everyone who listens to this needs to uh, pay like $175 because we just saved (laughs) y'all some serious counseling dollars. (laughs) That is so funny. I literally say, um, as it relates to to kind of what I have going now with Deliberate and the things to come, which I actually mapped out today and I'm super excited about for what I'm going to be launching in 2021. But I literally say, listen, I have spent a hundred thousand dollars, so you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. And years, it. and uh, you know, time and resources. So I'm like, I promise you, I'm gonna bring you yeah. the absolute like, yes. like diamond in the rough. Yes. This is what you need to do. This is how it moves forward. So I love it. So tell people how they can find you, or if they are interested in learning more about your deliberate program. Is it your Instagram handle, website? Yes, it'll be Instagram for now. Okay. Um, because I am doing a little kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A little chiseling. Overhaul? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just kind of, uh, now that I, like I said, I was just kind of building this out day by day, and I have a little more clarity now. So yeah. right now, uh, at Amberly Devers on Instagram. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Take the Edge Off podcast. We hope this gives you some insight into the nitty gritty world of entrepreneurship. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Edge Agency for podcast updates and more about what we're up to.